G'day and welcome to the Punting Monologue. I'm Sonny Munn and with me is Benny Clifton. Hello Ben, how are you? G'day Sonny, how are you going after last night's uh, Matildas match? Yeah, a bit drained mate, a bit flat. Not uh, not quite allowing myself to feel the pride bubbling underneath just yet mate, but uh, I'm, I'm still sort of walking on air from last Saturday mate. Not often my Oman gets up, so the fact that that saluted has held me in good stead all week. How'd you go last week yourself? We should run through it because it was good to get back to a little bit of form at Mooney Valley after the previous meeting's debacle. Should we go through race by race? 100%, 100%. So race three, we started with pitch and none. There wasn't really much market support for it, but I thought it ran really well. It was, just, it was probably a little bit too too far back on the day, but probably have that bet again. But I would have liked to have seen a little bit of market support for it, but did run second so if you went each way you got a little bit back race four seb song we went each way um was solid enough in the market that horse and um never looked a winning chance but managed to run second then then it got a little bit more interesting after that ballot reach race five it was a really good run i mean i don't know what it was doing so far back but um should have won i think it's in for a really good campaign so we can follow it Going forward, race seven, floating artist. We got the money there. There wasn't a lot of market support. I think the market was still just querying whether it, it could get back to its best. But um, now it's put that rating down. I think we can look. They can look for better races for floating artists because at its best, it's a really nice horse. And then we rounded out the card with our best bet, Perel, which was you know there was a few scratchings, but it was it was completely off the map. It did flip favoritism with uh, Helix, so um, that was a pretty painless watch. So it was good to get the best bet up. Good to get floating artist up. A little bit of luck early on the card. We could have had another one, but um, good to see Yeoman got up. Yeah, never in doubt, mate. Never in doubt. When you hit the books and study as hard as I do, it's just a matter of time, mate. Just a matter of time. What's the old saying? Even a broken clock's right twice a day. I was due. How about this week, mate? Are you feeling confident? Feeling bullish? Yeah, it is a card that I think we have to get the money early because um, I think it gets harder as the, as the day goes on. But um, back at Caulfield, rail out nine metres, so that'll probably suit the on paces a little bit more. A little bit of rain Thursday and Friday, but not much on race day, so it'll probably be a, a dead track. Um, and the, the wind, there's not enough to have an impact. So, yeah, good card at Caulfield. Well, let's get into it then, mate. The first race is just before noon in the old anti-meridian at... 11.55, it's over 1,400 metres. Our favourite is first mate at around five bucks. And then Belfill, Beltill, yeah, either way, 6.50. Steel Jimmy at 7.50 and it's double figures the rest. Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting race. This is the race they've added, the 10th race, uh, this racing season. They're quite weak races, but I think they present some really good betting opportunities with horses dropping in grade. And the horse that I like is first, mate. Ran really well last start behind St. Lawrence in a benchmark 78 worth 130,000. Drops to a benchmark 70 worth 80,000. So it's a pretty significant drop in grade. And the other factor is it gets Blake Shin on board. Never had a jockey like this in its life. Got plenty of ability, and I think they've found the right race. I expect Shin to be positive out of the gates, and it should be either it'll be either be in the lead or just in behind the leaders. I think so. Maps really well. I can't really find a negative for that horse. So really keen on first mate of the others. Balthiel. It's off a a little bit of a break. Is it really going to peak? Of 49 days, it's probably the biggest danger to first mate. And probably the other horse worth mentioning is still Jimmy. It's only had two runs and they've both been on the synthetic at Ballarat and won really well. But both occasions, it hasn't really been wanted in betting and hasn't run much time. So it'll go hard in front, but 
I expect first mate just to have a little bit of a class edge on Steel Jimmy. So uh, first mate for me to kick off the card. Tickety-boo, we're away with one already. Let's dive over to race two now, also over 1,400. And I tell you what, this would be a real doozy if you're a colourblind race caller because there's a lot of fluorescent green and navy blue just packed in the top of the market. We start off with the top weight life lessons in the fluoro lime at 340. Biao Bay in the fluoro lime at 480. Taj Need. You guessed it, in the fluoro lime at 5.50, and there's a bunch after that. Are we playing here, mate? Yeah, we are playing, and the the way I attacked this race was that there's a lot of horses coming out, coming out of that same race, that Starlight Scope one. So Starlight Scope, Boer Bay, Hellhound, and that race didn't rate well, so I can completely get rid of them. I looked at the Sydney horse Taj Need, but I just thought, uh, I think it's just going. Um, it's probably a danger to the horse that I'm going to back, but I'm with the Toppy Life Lessons. I just think this is the real class runner in the race. Um, there's probably some chance off 140 days this isn't going to be the peak run of her campaign, but I don't think it needs to be either, so... Um, you have a look through her form line. She beat Ballot Reach and wrote to Arataki four starts back. That is that's really good form lines. And after um, after that race, those two horses went on to better better class. So I'm really keen. Life left lessons up the top, and it's got my girl Carleen Heffel on board. Yes, mate, she's never done you wrong. It's a tricky little ride for her because she's got a couple of options. So I'll be interested to see what she does from Barrier Seven. But I really do hope she's positive, and I think that uh, that could be race over if she is positive. Wow. We know she's a big fan of the pod, mate, so I'm sure she'll take your sage, cogent advice there. Race three over 1,200 now. Vavia at 380 is your favourite. Then it's Climbing Star. Not too sure how a star climbs at 650. Holy Man's at seven. And Calico Jack is currently 750. Anything else worth mentioning? Did you mention ranting? I didn't. I normally do a bit of ranting, but I'm not going to mention it. It's number two and it's paying 10 bucks. Do you like it? I do. Let's just run through a few of the others who are shorter in the market. Varvia, I can understand why it's favourite. Time's been okay, but I just think she's got a really sticky map from Barrier 15. They're going to have to go all the way back to last. I think that's how they'll ride her, so I, I couldn't dive into her at that price. I think Climbing Star's going to uh, be better off at the 1,400 to 1,600 metres mark. I think Calico Jack's a good lay at the price. Um, it's got some form in lesser class where it ran some good time but then failed it. It's only start in any sort of class, so I'm um, happy to be against it first up. The horse I am with, obviously, is ranting and i just think two runs back have been really good for nick ryan nick ryan's a, a go-to trainer he's you know got a really good strike rate can really improve horses and if you have a look at this last run ranting it was just a bowler and they couldn't get it clear um so his first two runs back have been in benchmark 84s back to 78 here third up barrier th- three i think they'll be a bit more positive than last start and I think Ben Mullen will have it just in behind the leaders, uh, and it'll run really well. So $10 for rant, and you have um, something each way on it. Um, I'm pretty keen. Beautiful. Geez, you're three for three here. Just have a think, punters. Is this really a bet that you want to place? Because you win some, you do lose more. Race four is over 1,100 metres. Wave Rider Boy at 360, flying on a limb at five bucks. I nearly said skid mark, but it is not that. The dyslexia is coming to the fore. Skidamarink. There we go. I reckon skid mark would have been better. At 650, River Noir is at eight bucks. Bound for home is nines. Yeah, I mean, this is a race I'm not going to get involved in. I mean, uh, there's so many form lines coming together. It's hard to line up. There's some horses resuming, some horses deep into a campaign. It's really hard to line up whether 
uh, who's who's actually going to win this race. I mean, Wave Rider Boy's a nice horse, got a good SP profile, Sydney form, um, shin on board, it's, but it's likely to be in the second half of the field. Flying on the limb, on a limb, is going to be in the second half of the field. Can she peak off a break of 56 days? Bound for Holmes runs some big figures, but she was big odds when she ran those big figures, so can you trust them? And even a horse like Yellow Sam down the bottom's a really smart horse, um, working through the grades who you couldn't get rid of. So, yeah, there was too much going on here, Sonny. Um, and as I said, I think you know we, we've we've gone hard early in the in the first three races, and it'll, it'll slow down as we get through the card. Fair enough, too. First three races, we've got something, so no harm in shouldering arms. Race five now, halfway through, we're at fourteen hundred meters. Our favourite is Amenable at three ninety. Then it's Carini at five fifty. Sounds like someone's first car. Ah, it's a little Suzuki Carini. Devoted is at 7.50. He's our Bonnival is at 8. Yeah, and I mean, this is a bet which I'll have to talk you through this because this isn't one that I would normally have. This is a horse who I don't know anything about. I haven't watched any replays. Okay, good start. But I am just going on purely the fact that there's a lot of horses in the market here who I don't like. So I'm going with Carini. I mean, this is a horse who, as soon as they went up, it's been $9 into $6.00. Blake Shin's been engaged. It's got good form overseas. Blake Shin's engaged. Blake Shin is engaged to ride. But the reason why I want to back this was because you go through some of the other horses in the uh, in the market. Devoted is seven dollars. This is Bob Peters has given all these horses to John Leake, and they can't get out of their own way. So couldn't possibly back it. Amenable was a horse who is coming out of that th- those three year old races from uh, during the autumn, and those races weren't strong at all. So. Happy to be against it. So they're taking up a lot of percentage. And he's our Bonneval's been up a little while, probably a chance. But I just think if 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 there's continued market support for this Carini, I don't mind jumping on board because uh, I think the rest of them are pretty limited. And given the early market support, I'd be happy to be with it. Gee, that's as close as you get to an Oman, I reckon, there, mate. You really would just, ah, let's just go with this one. Well... Yeah, there's guesswork involved. There's a little bit of market intelligence, which I'm, I'm basing it on. And um, just the fact that I don't rate a lot of the other horses in the race, I'm like, well, I think there's a betting opportunity here and happy to side with the market on this one. And do you think that this is a, also an opportunity for our loyal listeners to get in as soon as they hear this, i.e. right now as it's warbling down their ears? Will the market shrink the price? No, it, it possibly could, but I, I would want to wait. Um, to the last 15 minutes of betting and see what the market does because if it spits it out then there's probably no chance but if it continues to firm I'd, I'd take the shorter price after seeing that uh, that market move so yeah this is one I reckon you wait till the last 15 minutes and then and then you make the decision but all the early signs for me are that this could be the one in this race yeah and no, I was thinking the exact same thing just making sure we're on the same page let's go to race six over 1,200 metres now. It's our time. And old Oman is at 4.50. Bandersnatch sounds nasty at 5 bucks. And my Oman, Thunder Beauty, is at 6 bucks. Then it's Detonator Jack, an old favourite of ours, at $7. Yeah, I mean, this, is, this isn't the race we're getting involved in. Um, it's our time, as you mentioned. Just keeps popping up. Never runs a bad race, but gets away from Flemington where all its best ratings are. Bandersnatch is the horse who's... Got some absolute A-grade form coming down from Sydney, so wouldn't surprise me if he did something first up. And Detonator Jack, as I'm a huge rep for this horse, it didn't quite live up to what I thought it could last campaign, but it looks like, given they're kicking off at 1,200 metres, they might be keeping it to the shorter distances. So, yeah, no play here. What about my Oman? What about Thunder Beauty? No chance? Well, 
This is this is another spec one. This is a horse having a first start in Australia. Don't know anything about it. Good camp, good jockey. Love it, love it. Tell, talk me through your reasons, mate. It's uh, it's actually last night when Kerr got that belter of a goal. One of our mates described it as a real thunder bastard of a strike, which I really enjoyed. And uh, watching it again this morning, I thought it's actually more beautiful than that. And thunder beauty just stuck out to me. So pretty tenuous link there, but I'm happy to be on it. Good enough for Kerr, it's good enough for me. Race seven now, the Quisette. The Quisette stakes over 1,100. Hold on to your hats there, Benjamin. Charmstone is at 370. Skirt the Law is at 460. Kamochi at sevens. And Ulanova, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is at $8.50. Yeah, I mean, this is a race that a lot of the Phillies are using as a springboard for their spring campaign. And you know, we're not betting here, but I will give an opinion on a few of the horses. Charmstone, I don't think it's any good. It's favourite at the moment, which is unbelievable. Um, it's obviously trialled while leading in, but I think its form from last campaign leaves a little bit to be desired. So happy to be against it. Skirt the law. I don't think it ran any figures either, even though it won the Magic Million. So uh, query on that. I was looking. I was looking for the horse who'd sort of. Come, you know, hadn't run in the in the big races during the autumn and was sort of coming off fresh form, rating well in lower classes, but they're just nothing jumped off the page. So, yeah, uh, we'll sit this one out, I think, mate. Fair enough. Just imagine what you could be buying instead. So feel free to sit that one out if you don't have anything on it. You can't lose anything. Race eight is also eleven hundred meters. Cylinder is our favourite. Pretty short at a buck seventy. Little Bros at five fifty. I am unstoppable. At $8, and she light is at nine fifty. Is this thing going to win, but it's too short for you? Yeah, that's probably the way. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to – I couldn't possibly back it. I couldn't re- recommend it to the listeners to back just for the reason it is seventy. I mean, it, Little Bros did beat it five starts back, but um, Cylinder had a significant starting price over it, so I think you can forgive that run. But, yeah, Cylinder's a re- probably the benchmark two-year-old at the moment. I don't know if he's going to turn into a world beater, but two, he's had trial uh, well coming back, and um, the camp reckons he's flying. So dollar seventy, he probably wins, but uh, can go around without me. Yeah, no, nah, too short for me as well, mate. My thoughts exactly. Let's go now to the PB Lawrence Stakes. Who was PB Lawrence? I don't know. Probably some sort of racing administrator. No idea. Yeah, right. I actually heard he uh, had his own brand of peanut butter and was famous for helping out on the set of Mr. Ed, who put peanut butter, the PB, into the mouth of the horse so that it would make it look like he was talking. Eh, that or a racing administrator. Our favourite is Mr. Brightside for everyone on board with Rewalt's retirement this week. Little mini Oman for the Richmond fans at two bucks. Two Valoo at six fifty. Attrition is at eight. And then it blows out. It looks like a bit of a race in, well, one. Yeah, it's pretty slim on chances this race because you know this is a as as the Quisette and the Vane are they're, they're stepping stones to bigger races further down the track. So you've got to look for the horse that is sort of going to peak. But you know, Mister Brightside, no doubt he's the best horse in the race. But you you got to take two bucks about a horse who whose grand final's a couple of months away and is going to get back from Barrier Ten. Uh, couldn't back it, but logical favourite. Two Valu's a horse who. He's got an SP edge over Mr. Bright. So they met a couple of times last campaign and uh, Tuvalu started shorter. Tuvalu's got some really nice figures. So with Blake Shin going on board, I'd be interested to see what they do because 
barrier 16 they'll probably have to shoot it across to the front and i think that's where it races best so they're the two main chances attrition's a horse who was a promising three-year-old but once again it's coming out of those low rating three-year-old races and i think it's pretty short in the market for this for a horse who has obviously shown something but to me i don't think it's a group one horse so mr brightside probably the winner but not for me this saturday Fair enough. Let's go now to the last. Let's see if we play here and bookend the card with some winners. Race 10, our favourite is Berkeley Square at about 5 bucks. Pretty even field, this one. Denial Knowledge at 6.50. Right you are at 7s, as is Sabark. Then it's Jimmy the Bear at $7.50. And we're gonna we'll round out with a bet here because it's been pretty quiet um, in the middle stages of the of the card. But I'm going with Sabark. So I thought it was just a run last start, but the encouraging thing was that it was ten dollars into seven dollars, gets a positive jockey change, and is going to map a lot better than what some of the other chances in the race are. So I think Sabark with Damien Lane on board, uh, a little bit fitter for that run. In behind the leaders um, will be hard to beat because if you have a look at the other chances in the race, Berkeley Square, I thought it was just okay first up. Barrier 18, they're going to have to drop it out the back. Might be one run short, so happy to be against it. Jimmy the Bears, another one who's got uh, map issues, so can be against that. Right You Are is a horse off 119 days looking for further, so I think it'll drift. Maybe the biggest danger to Sabak is Deny Knowledge, who does have some big figures, but there's another one who's off a little break and uh, is an on-pacer, so might be short of a gallop. So Sabak, for me, it's a pretty light-on card in terms of bets, but I think we picked the eyes out of it and can find a couple of winners. Beautiful stuff, mate. You've picked five out of the ten, so that's roughly half according to my mathematical prowess. Let me run through the card if I can. Race one is a pretty weak race with some good opportunities. We're hoping First Mate and Blake Shin take the opportunity presented here. Race two, eliminating the Starlight Scope form line. You were left with the top weight, Life Lessons. We're two from two. Good start. Race three, we are ranting at the value of ranting. It is at double figures, so you can have a bit each way there in the third. Race four, we're finally shouldering arms here. Race five, we know absolutely nothing about this horse, but bugger it, we're on Carini anyway. Race six is the Oman. There's a lot of questions in this race for Benny. There's one answer for me. It's Thunder Beauty. Whack. The Quisette in race seven. We're not betting here. And we are shocked, shocked that Charmed Stone is the favourite. Race eight, Cylinder. You and I both know that it's the benchmark two-year-old going around at the moment. Not sure if it'll be a world beater. But it may get up. It's way too short. PB Lawrence, the peanut butter merchant himself in race nine. We're slim on chances here. Mr. Brightside, easily the best horse. But at that price, that barrier... This time of year? No, thank you. Race 10, we round out with a winner. We're on the Arabically named Sabak. Woo! What's your best? I'm going with Ranting in race three. I'm just really keen on this horse. It is double figures, so I'm back at each way. But I just think this is this is go time. Third up, off an unlucky run. Mapswell, Nick Ryan, Benny Malum. I think it'll be awfully hard to beat. Tell you what, I love it when the best bet and the value coincide. Just a Venn diagram of a big green circle. Thank you very much. All right, that's going to be all from us, mate. Thank you for the chat and good luck on Saturday, everyone. Yeah, thank you, Sonny. Good luck, punters. Ciao for now.